What is living in lockdown like? As the world tries to make sense of the coronavirus and South Africa's knee-deep in a government-initiated lockdown, we'll be hearing from different voices what they're up to and how they're handling living in the lockdown. Well, he's funny, he's creative, he's really talented. He's one of our favorite all-time guests. We're going to catch up with Donovan Goliath and find out how he's doing in living in lockdown. So first of all, where are you locked down, dude? I'm, um, so I'm in Johannesburg, uh, Randburg, to be a little bit more specific. Um, I'm sorry about that. Complex. You know, you know where we, we, can't, we can't all be locked up in that lawyer's room behind you. <laughs> um, but it's great. It's been, it's, it's been okay. It's been okay. Now, who are you locked up with? With my girlfriend, um, which is an amazing thing. We're getting to know each other quite well, uh, but we have implemented uh, me time. You can put down the sign that says save me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll blink. I'll blink at something. (laughs) So we've got some me time uh, because, you know, the absence makes the heart grow fonder um, is is a real thing. You know, I think if you're in each other's space all the time and you're getting to know each other's sense too much, Mm. um, you start to you start to feel it. So um, we have this this time where she sits in the kitchen or in the bedroom or wherever it is. And I don't know, I'm in the toilet or whatever. She's like a she's a professional. She's a professional violinist. So is she practicing? I mean, I see the I see the music screen up behind you. Does she practice? Because that's quite that's quite beautiful. Yeah, every day. In fact, she just finished something right now, five minutes before I got onto Zoom with you. Oh, wow. um, she's been playing every day, but she's also teaching. So she's uh, she, she teaches um, at a whole lot of schools. So every day um, I'm listening to young kids trying to learn the violin um, badly. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> For yeah. a couple of hours, um, and but but kudos to her because she's been patient and throughout this whole thing because it's quite a it's a different thing because you're not there to help them with their fingers and to kind of guide them. You're telling them through a screen what to do, and they yeah. just like what what what? I just want to go back to PlayStation and this end. Shame. Uh, yeah, listen, <laughs> wow. isn't this lockdown weird? It's giving us new challenges and things that excite us and things that terrify us, and we're all forced to make a move. Absolutely. I mean, I thought about it and. Since the beginning of, of Cliff Central, I wanted to have a studio at home, and I just never did it because we. I thought, well, it, you know, it's going to be unprofessional, and people are going to think that you're just slacking because you're at home. But actually, yep. now we're all forced to do it, and it works out well. And I'm not doing less work than I would do if, on a normal workday. I'm doing more, maybe. Right. I feel like I've got more Zoom meetings than actual meetings now. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. But what I do like so there's. Um, this question keeps coming up about uh, what are you doing during lockdown or what advice do you have for people? And I go, well, there is no real advice. I think there are two kinds of people here. There's the type that are going to use this time to kind of sit, reflect, kind of realign just a little bit, figure things out for themselves. Uh, and then there's the other type who go, damn, I'm never going to have this time again, uh, this free time again. Let me start creating and actually doing the things that I always said I would do. And you can see it. It's happening, you know, especially on social media. I think people are finding interesting avenues and are being so creative right now with what they're putting out. And it's nice to see, really nice to see. Well, so let me, your lane, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, there are no rules. Let me ask you about the business side of things, because I know that's something yeah. that a lot of people be interested in. And it's something yeah. I discussed with Nina Hasty yesterday. She's she's been putting out a lot of video content and you know, she jokingly said someone yeah, yeah, yeah. someone yeah. told her, Ooh, the influencers are coming to take over comedy and you you and I know that's not gonna happen. Uh, mostly because Never. because a pretty face does not necessarily put out interesting, thoughtful or funny content. 
Uh, sometimes a pretty face is only good no. for that. Um, but but yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you've been doing this a long time, and you actually, I've always given you guys credit for this. With your comedy clubs that you've opened up, you've almost breathed new life into comedy. Obviously, now that's different because no one yep. can go anywhere. You've you've had to cancel live performances and gigs. Um, it's a bit of a, a you know, it's a it's a it's a hell of a blow to take. But what are your plans to keep things alive? So we um, were one of the first to kind of shut shop um, before the official lockdown started. We just mm. we just cut it completely. Um, and it's obviously been very tough, you know, we've, we've, we've had to let go of staff and, uh, um, you know, building a comedy club, number one is a very difficult thing. It takes about a year just to get people's trust to come to the club. Uh, we had sold our club in Melrose Arch and then opened a smaller place in Melville, which had only been running for just over a year. Yeah. So we had just got the momentum right. And then this happened, but, um, you know, thank you so much for the compliment. You know, we're always trying to be, we, we, we never like, we don't really follow trends. We always try to create something very quickly um, given the circumstances. And now we've got a, an online, a daily show, Monday to Sunday, that happens at 2 p.m. Uh, called Goliaths Go Live, where it's myself, Jason Nicholas. Um, we sit and we chat to two incredibly interesting people. I mean, we've had Dato Chahana, um, who came second in Britain's Got Talent, uh, telling us what it's like in lockdown as a comedian in Malawi. We've got Basket Mouth in Nigeria telling us about what lockdown is like there and what they're doing. So the way we've structured the show is we finding out from different people how they're coping with this thing. And hopefully whoever is watching goes, oh, shucks, that's a good idea. I'm going to try that. Um, and that's been going really well. You know, we got our first sponsor <laughs> on board, you know, who's, you know, yeah, who's, who's put money behind the show, um, which has been great. And who, who is that? Give, right him, now, give them some kudos. VW. Very yeah, nice. VW, man. You Good. know, we've worked with VW before and they've come on board and it's a nice fit for the show. Um, and uh, what's, what's come out of it now is we've gone, oh, shucks, why have we never done this before? You know, exactly like you were saying earlier on, you know, I should have no. done a put up a studio at home. Why have we never done this before? Because great traction, VW's put it on their global uh, Facebook page. So we're getting a lot of international folk tuning in as well. So, yeah, this is where it's at, you know. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens after. But this, this, this is keeping us busy. Well, congratulations, and I'm I'm glad that there's also some kind of income stream there. I mean, there are going to be a lot of people who fall out during this time, and and obviously, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we're sympathetic to them. But at the same time, it does sort of separate the really, the really clever and the really brilliant and the really funny and the really creative people from those who were actually just passengers. You know, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. Um, I was actually telling my girlfriend this earlier on, and we were saying that this is a very good time for the the real creatives, the real entertainers, those who get unnoticed to come through and actually perform and let your creativity shine. I don't know about you, but the the the, the ones who are always, uh, you, you know, chosen for every gig, who are on every single massive brand campaign, have now stepped back. They just don't have the same clout that they used to have before. And the real little guys are coming through and shining. Um, and you can clearly see the difference now. So this is a very good opportunity for you to showcase because once we come out of this, you may have built a little bit of a name and a reputation, um, you know, to actually take you somewhere. Cizwell Lomo tweeted something the other day and said that I see all of these people going on IG live, um, you know, chatting to their fans and stuff. But all you're doing is exposing to brands how 
uninfluential you are because you have a million followers but only 50 people watching <laughs> yeah and and so that's like oh, and you're shit. exposing how how boring you actually are i mean if you were taking pictures of of yourself on fancy holidays or you know you in bikinis or you meeting your celebrity friends for coffee you can't do any of that yeah. stuff now and 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 it shows and exposes how how shallow and meaningless your life actually is and whether or not you're influential exactly. in your own head nobody wants to be around people like that during lockdown you're almost hungry for something of substance you know yeah 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 exactly i think the the real entertainers those who are adding value um are the ones shining now you know a good friend of mine who owns a design and branding agency put out a free ebook uh that him and his team had written just to small business owners and to um you know young people online or not when i say young i mean people with very small followings really trying to find a lane for themselves which is pointers on what you can do right now to to stand out and um you know bring something to the table either entertain either motivate or add value or just bring something of substance that will keep us a little sane even for a few minutes during this time which is cool i like that yeah there's there's a there's a fine line between kind of motivating and keeping people's spirits up and bullshit oh, yeah. and bullshitting and we see a lot of yeah, these, these motivational types now who are you know they've suddenly run out of inspirational quotes cuz the, the truth is they're actually waking up and crying in bed <laughs> I, i'm sorry I, maybe it's my dark sense of humor but i've never liked those people so i'm i'm sort of i'm taking but a little bit of that'll be amazing content do some insta stories on you crying in bed we'll feel a bit better I, how about this i used to be a motivational speaker and i can't get out of bed i love that all right it's, it's like a lot of the pastors You've got yeah, the pastors dude. right now who are Ooh. freaking out. <laughs> well, a lot of them are going to have to sell those Bentleys, and and a good Oof. thing it is. Um, so here's the other thing I wanted to ask you. You, you just had a movie release. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you and your you know you and Jason joke that you you were in it for like two seconds, but yes, this is the movie with Vin Diesel Bloodshot that they did in Cape Town, right? Yep, 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 yep. yep. That was um, an unbelievable unbelievable experience. Um, it's eight seconds. That's exactly the amount of time we're on screen. But what a lot of people don't know is uh, we shot for two days. So they flew us down. We had a chaperone. We had our own trailers. This was like this wow. was Hollywood, Brad. It was full on Hollywood. We had our own trailers with our names on. Um, we ha- each had a handler, somebody making mm. sure that you're you're good at all times. Wow. This person constantly asking us if we're fine. You can ask me for anything. I'll get it for you. Um, and we were on set and uh, waited for <laughs> Vin for about four hours. um sitting in this cop car had we had dialogue we had full on dialogue the director told us to run with it he gave us the basic premise and we just made this dialogue up on the spot uh but obviously they had to cut that dialogue out because they changed the setting when they edited to london but it's clearly mm. cape town because we in saps uniform there's mm. an saps vehicle which caused an uproar on twitter when people saw that but listen and i've been on sets before There's nothing like a Hollywood production. There's like over 200 people on set wow. at any given moment. There's another that you probably made it in just before they closed the gates because I'll tell you what they're not going to be making movies like that anymore. There's no there's there's no way that that industry can carry on the way that it did. It was as you say that the fact that you no. had a, a trailer, you had a handler, you were, you know, you're given like this amount of time to do it and you were in there for eight seconds. It's just 
There's no way they can justify that in the world, the world of tomorrow. So how much do you think is going to change, not just in your business, in comedy, um, in, you know, the, in the South African economy, but also mm. friends of yours, people that you know who are at the moment totally unsure of what awaits them? How do you think the yeah. world will change? And it could be for the better. It could be for the worse. How do you feel? Um, you know, somebody, somebody posted something the other day, which I really liked. Um, it said something about, um, you know, uh, normal, I can't, I don't know, I can't quote it verbatim now, but it, the, the sentiment around it was, um, nothing will ever be normal again, but normal wasn't working anyway, you know, which gave me quite a bit to think about. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe you have a point here. There were, there, there were things happening before the lockdown that were crazy that we weren't coping with. And, um, I'm finding now that there's a lot more compassion, you know, amongst individuals. Um, I feel like the government is now finally starting to figure things out and identify areas that were a problem for the last 20 years. Now these areas are being like highlighted or problems are being highlighted, which I'm like, okay, hopefully, you know, going forward, we can keep this, this, this momentum going. But, um, Look, I think things are going to change. Everybody is adapting very quickly right now. Um, and I'll focus on our industry specifically. For us, we're not looking at going on stage for another six months, even once this is over. Nobody's going to trust going out in big groups. I don't think people are going to want to spend any money on entertainment. That's the one thing that's going to be cut out. So we, or all entertainers, I think, are definitely going to have to adapt and uh, adopt social media or online etiquette somehow and figure sure. out new ways which is not a bad thing, you know, because, I mean, we've seen a lot of stages over time where we've had to change mm. mediums. I mean, we went from watching DVDs and video cassettes to streaming stuff on your phone, you know, and it seemed like a crazy thing 20 years ago, but this is what we do now. Um, I just think, yeah, it's way we, we, I think we're strong enough to, to, to adapt to this change and we're going to get so used to it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, just, I've adapted. Just, uh, if, if, if you don't mind, just slow down on the praise for government. There, we've, we've okay. No, look, we've given up our freedoms <laughs> like a bunch of sheep, and I'm just very worried that we're not going to get them back in a hurry. Suddenly, you can't go and buy yeah. a hammer and nails. Suddenly, you can't go and buy a a beer. You know, and whether or not that's morally right or wrong, it's it's nonetheless an infringement on what our constitution, which should be the supreme law of the land, yeah. anyway guarantees us freedom of movement freedom of association we've given it up for this boogeyman of this disease yeah. we don't know we've, we've how many how many deaths it's less than 100 people are dead in this country yeah, yeah. Uh, far less than that um we don't know whether it's going to be the crisis that government said that it might be if it isn't it should be embarrassing for them and they should be forced to be held account for it uh, accountable for it but but if they are correct and they've acted correctly and they've done everything they could to save lives then Obviously, we'll. I'll reserve my praise for then. I'm not going to give it to them now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and Cyril yeah. getting up there, locking down the country, like you know, this is this is every uh, president and prime minister in the world has tried to do the same thing. It's not heroic. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> not it's a tough one, man. I'm not impressed. <laughs> like, you'd have to do, you'd have to do a little bit more than that to impress me. All right. So, how are you surviving? I mean, you've got a routine. Are you doing some exercise? Are you keeping yourself sane? Are you doing some of the the, the the chores around the house that you do every day like what what kind of stuff do you do to yeah. stay, stay normal i think that um you know since day one i made it a point that this is not a, not a holiday this is not a break 
Um, I've got to treat this like it's a normal thing. So definitely waking up early, still, uh, something to eat, trying to meditate, trying to do some yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some yoga the other day, doing some exercise, um, writing content. Yeah. We've obviously, we obviously prep for our show daily um, and taking a lot of meetings. And then at yeah, 7 o'clock, make some dinner um, and then settle down. That's it. You know, so definitely I'm trying to do that every single day and cleaning up the cupboard, getting rid of a lot of unnecessary shit that I've uh, just realized I own. (laughs) So there's a lot of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, dude, you you sound like you're, you're full of beans. You sound like you've got some really great ideas. I'm sure that when all the dust settles on this, you guys will be back stronger than ever. And I wish uh, you and your girlfriend good luck for the rest of lockdown and stay healthy and stay safe. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. And thanks for the chat. All right, man. Nice to see you. Thanks, Donovan. Take care, brother. You too. Bye.